Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. We have got a great question today, Heidi, and it is on coping with the memories of suffering. Jane said that I watched my son suffer from colon cancer. He died 15 months after he was diagnosed. He was my oldest and had just turned 50. He fought so hard. Prayers went out all over the U.S. and Europe, but it was not to be no matter what. It's been six years now, and I'm still angry and confused as to why this had to happen to him. Any suggestions? Wow. And that's tough when you're a parent. You feel like you can't help them, and you can't save them, and you can't. You know, to watch your child suffer is really, really stressful and very difficult. My heart goes out to Jane. Yeah. One of the things I want to say about colon cancer and any kind of cancer is this. I really feel that sometimes people feel that if they would have found it earlier, if you would have had that colonoscopy, the reality is sometimes you can have colonoscopies or you can have... um, other kinds of cancer tests and you still die of cancer even when you catch it early i mean it's not a given that you will not die of colon cancer if you know that you had it earlier because there are certain types that are very very virulent so i think there can be a lot of guilt blame and shame around not getting tested what are your thoughts Heidi? i agree with you and i know some people that are extremely healthy like dad's old business partner I was very, very healthy and did, you know, ate well and did everything right and died and got cancer and died relatively young. I mean, right. we don't know a lot about cancer and we don't know what kind of things cause a lot of cancer. So, you know, try not to be too hard on yourself about it. The other thing that uh, Jane said, Heidi, was the miracle stories of prayer chains. You know, we want to believe that. We want to believe that prayer helps and that it, and we hear these miracle stories, right? Well, we do. And what's hard about that is when you're the person that doesn't have a miracle. That's the hard thing. And you're saying, wait a minute. I did, I did everything right also. And my child or my sibling or whoever, you know, died. So what, it, what, it, what is that all about? And, and I love the book, when, when Bad Things Happen to Good People. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we do everything right. And at the end of the day, people still die, right? Right. And it's not to say that uh, prayers don't help for people. I mean, everybody has their own experience. Um, but sometimes uh, it just doesn't happen the way you want. Well, six years is, is quite a while. I think you're very good to uh, send this question to us and have us talk about it. And the reason I do, because you need to start to explore your anger and confusion, because right now the anger and confusion is not about his death. It's about your response to that loss. Now, six years later, you need to look at, is this interrupting your life? Because we know that your son, and you know that he would want you to have a good life. He wouldn't want you to still feel confused and angry. So you might want to look at that and find someone who you can go over the details. You know, it's been six years. You may not have spent a lot of time going over the details of the illness and the death now. It's time to maybe revisit it in a big way. What do you think, Heidi? 
I've got to say something about the comment of your son would want you to have a good life. That was very hard for me when people would say, would say Scott would want you to have a good life. Mm-hmm. Because while I know that, and I'm sure Jane knows that on an intellectual level, sometimes our hearts aren't ready to go into those, those places of a good life yet. Right. Not right. ready to move into those. There's a lot of guilt around moving into the good life piece. There's a lot of pain around moving into the good life piece. So yes. it's, it's, it's easier said than done is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and you know, people talk about post-traumatic growth now, about the growth that you have through these losses. Well, certainly uh, you don't talk about that early on. It's hard to take in, but it has been six years, Heidi. It has been six years, but when you have a child, you think this child is going to be on, on the earth longer than you are. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, that Jane has outlived her son is not something that we would expect to ever have happen. So, you know, every year you're kind of revisiting losses all over again. Like maybe this year he would have been doing something. What would he have been doing at 50? I mean, you know, you're constantly revisiting the future that you don't have. You mm-hmm. have to create another chapter. And it's, it takes a long time to fully wrap your arms around the next chapter of your life and the new normal. Absolutely. But I love that she's coming up with these questions because I think that it says that she's willing to, um, it, it's very internal. We're talking, this show is called Coping with the Memories of Suffering. It's very internal. Those memories are in your brain. They're, you know, working in your brain. If you keep revisiting them the same way, it, I, I always think of it as kind of like uh, grooves going down a country road, you know, a dirt road. You keep grooving, grooving more, and, it, and you really got to fill it in and, you know, work on those areas. There's a lot of people talking about writing about your loss and also with a grief talking about it. Absolutely. And, and we're always in a difficult situation because we want to acknowledge and validate the fact that this was a horrendous loss for Jane. And yet we also want to like kind of let her know that she can have hope and joy again and can have a new relationship with her son who's no longer here and a different relationship and her life can be good again. But we know it's hard and we know it's yep. horrible to lose a child. Yeah, and six years um, is really a time when you're starting to revisit it. Jane is tired and fed up and sick of being angry and confused. Yeah. She's yeah. been angry and confused for six years, and she's, she wants a different way of living and feeling. She's and, yeah, and Byron Katie, that's B-Y-R-O-N-K-A-T-E, is a friend of mine, and her uh, what she does is called The Work. And uh, Jane, it might give you a different perspective on, on what's going on and a different way to look. And uh, doing some of these things can kind of be fun and interesting. Uh, you meet new people and uh, going to groups or whatever. And Heidi, um, I think that in the end, if she really is feeling very confused and very angry, she might want to seek some professional help. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with you because a lot of times people say, Heidi, I don't, why do I have to give up my anger? I'm not, I'm always going to be angry. And I think we need to find productive ways to channel the anger. You don't, you need to be productive about it. Otherwise it can wreak havoc on your own health and on relationships. Absolutely. And Heidi and I, um, thank you for watching this video and listening. And we hope that if you're coping with memories of suffering, that you have some good information here today. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts, 
to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.